0: for worship as we file in and uh, get ready to worship together this morning. Just to say it is so good to have you here, so good to see you. I pray and trust that the week behind you was encouraging and helpful. If not, and you come in weak and tired, that is okay as well. If you are visiting with us this morning, we're so glad to have you here. We want to be able to connect with you to make sure we reach out You see these yellow cards are in the pews in front of you, they're in the back in the lobby out there. If you would just do us a massive favor this morning, if you would just fill this out kind of front and back, drop it in one of the baskets by the doors, that way we can have a record of your visit and we get the opportunity to say hello, make sure we connect with you. We would certainly appreciate that. As you're coming in this morning, would you take a look at the screens and let's see what's going on this week at Faith Family.
1: Well, welcome, good morning. Welcome to the Faith Family this morning. I've just got some announcements to share with you. Uh, Before we get started, so this morning we've been talking about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and this is the morning which will take up that offering. That offering goes 100 percent to support missionaries through the Southern Baptist Convention that are all over the world, to support them and their families so that they can do what God has called them to do, to make disciples of all nations and to serve the people in the community that God has called them to. And so it's a great opportunity for us to be involved in what the Lord is doing across the globe in a way that is, it's, it's easy for us. Giving money is far easier than hopping on a plane, moving our whole family to a different context and devoting our lives there. And so uh, that's not necessarily all of our calling in life, uh, but the Lord has called us to support to support uh, missionaries and others that he has called. And so this is a great opportunity to join in that work uh, through this offering. And so I would ask you to continue praying. I hope you've been praying over the week uh, leading up to this morning and would encourage you to pray how the Lord would use you and how he would have you give to this end at the end of our service this morning. Also, uh, there will be this evening a Christmas fellowship followed by caroling. So from 4 p.m. until 6, we'll be uh, joining together in the gym to eat and spend some time together and hang out a bit and fellowship. And then afterwards, we will gather up into groups and go out into the community to carol to sing some Christmas songs and to love on some folks in our community. And so I surely hope you will come join us this evening at 4 p.m. in the gym is where we'll get started uh, this evening Also, in a few weeks, in January, starting January 8th, uh, Faith Family will offer a new members class called Body Life. And so Pastor David will begin that Sunday the 8th, and it will follow four Sundays through the month of January to prepare people for membership to Faith Family. So if you're interested, if you're interested in in membership, interested in joining Faith Family, it's the class for you. There's a sign-up on the back resource table in the back of the worship center. I would encourage you to to sign up for that, and more information will be given to you uh, to those signed up. And so that will begin in January. Also, uh, in a few weeks, on December 16th and 17th, the Foster uh, Closet will distribute Christmas gifts to foster families. And it's a great opportunity for you to come and uh, serve alongside others in Faith Family, seeking to love on these families as they come, uh, help prepare the the room and the items and then to give them to to those families that come and so it's uh it's a great opportunity those days the 16th and 17th of december there's a sign up on the back table and i believe there's also one online that came over the newsletter and so i want to encourage you to to seek um to seek those out sign up and, and be there those days so let's continue in worship this morning together
2: Good morning, church family. Let's stand as we open in worship. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven, heaven and nature sing. Joy Joy to the the earth, earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy Joyful, joyful Love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love and wonders, wonders
0: of his love. Be seated if you would this morning as we continue in worship. We come to the third Sunday of Advent, this season of anticipating, celebrating the coming, the arriving of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This morning, uh, with two of the candles already lit, reminding us of past themes, we come this morning and you see a pink candle there before us, signifying that we are at the midway point of this Advent season, our hearts fully turned uh, toward Bethlehem and the, uh, the arrival, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Chuck and Janet Finnamore come this morning to lead us, Kate as well, um, we continue in worship this morning as we turn our hearts to think about the joy that is ours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
3: Today, on this third Sunday of Advent, we focus on the joy given to God's people. Though sin be a thief that robs us of joy, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ restores joy for those he came to save. As we hear God's word speaking of the joy that is ours through Christ, let us remember this glorious reality. Joy is not determined by our circumstances, but by the finished work of Christ on our behalf.
4: The Old Testament reading this morning is in Isaiah chapter 35. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. So strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer. And the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes. And a highway will be there and it shall be called... The way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they're fools, they will not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. And they shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away.
5: And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy, news for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior
3: Filipenses cuatro 4, 4, dice, estén siempre llenos de alegría en el Señor, lo repito, alegranse, which is Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice.
4: Let's pray. Our Father, we do thank you that because you came to this earth, we have the light of your life living in and through us as we've accepted you as our personal Savior. Father, we pray that we would be light in a world of darkness, that we would show forth the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, especially during this season and throughout the year. Thank you for your uh, closeness that you give to us through your Holy Spirit. And we pray that we would be listening to the Lord and listening to the Spirit as he speaks to us for how we should walk and how we should live in this life. Amen.
2: Let's stand as we continue to worship. Good Christian men rejoice With heart and soul and voice Give ye heed to what we say Jesus Christ is born today Man and beast before him now And he is in the manger now Christ is born today Christ is born today Voice, with heart and soul and voice Now ye near of endless bliss Jesus Christ was born for this He has opened heaven's doors And man is blessed forevermore Christ was born to this Joy with heart and soul and voice Now ye need not fear the grave Jesus Christ was born to save Calls you one and calls you all To gain his everlasting hope Christ was born to save Christ was born to save
1: As we mentioned earlier and as we've been praying for this morning is the time that we have set aside to gather up the offerings for Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And so by way of a reminder, it is an offering and a time set aside to support missionaries uh, that are spread across the globe. And so these are men and women, families that the Lord has called and prepared and has sent. And so some of them are in places in the world we've never heard of. Some of them are in places in the world we can't ever hear about. Some of them are serving in very dangerous contexts. Some of them are serving in, um, in contexts that are, are difficult, trying, and who are involved in groups of people that have difficulties and things, hurdles to, to cross, and one thing that the Southern Baptist Convention does to remove certain concerns from them is this offering, is providing for the medical and physical needs of the missionaries so that they can focus on the spiritual hurdles that are in front of them, so that they can focus on the souls and the people that they have been called to minister to, to share the gospel with, to see the Lord build churches within these groups of people is what this offering is about, is removing those obstacles, is allowing these missionaries to focus on the mission that they've been called to rather than coming back and raising support and figuring out how to make sure their children uh, have their health needs met, wondering how to pay bills and those things. And so uh, none of them are getting rich. It's a modest living, but uh, the idea is their needs are met so that they can focus on the the mission that they have been sent to do. And so we'll pray in just a second after we go over our memory verse for this month. But I want to encourage you at the end of our service, they're offering baskets on the back by the doors uh, to drop that in the basket on your way out and to be in prayer, to be in prayer, uh, not just now, at, but in in perpetuity throughout the year, praying for what the Lord is doing. We have the Harpers with us over the last several months and they are in Europe and are serving, and they are just one of many families. And so may we be conscious of those many families uh, that we are blessed to be able to partner with and to be able to serve and to give to in this time. So I would encourage you to drop those in the basket on your way out as an act of worship and in prayer uh, this, this morning. So we've been looking at a verse in John 1. Uh, John 1, 14, I hope you're familiar with it. It's a wonderful little verse of scripture, but let's recite it uh, out loud, and then we will pray over our time. So if you would follow with me. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, John 1, 14. So something to remember, the very beginning, the very middle of this, we have seen his glory. What we have before us is an eyewitness account of Jesus, that the New Testament is men who saw God, men who who gathered the stories of others, of men, women, children, gathered the stories of their experience of the incarnate Christ who came, who lived and gave his life and then came back to life in resurrection over sin and over the grave. And then he ascended into heaven to return one day. These are people who witnessed Christ, who are writing of what they have seen. And that adds such a layer of dependable uh, dependability upon the scripture of what we see that these are folks who saw and then gave their lives for what they saw and believed they didn't spin a story that they gave everything for the savior that they saw and they wrote about and that we see and we can know and so i hope you've seen the glory of god i hope this morning you know the glory of christ the incarnate son of god as they were full of joy to share what they saw that you and I would be filled with the same joy at Christ and in Him alone. So if you would pray with me. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you have sent your Son to become like us, to take flesh, to dwell among us, and that we are able to see through the testimony of John here and, Lord, through Matthew here in a moment, we're able to see the witness of, of what you have done that this is this is true, the Son has taken flesh and walked among us, and that we see your glory, the exact radiance of your nature. We see who you are through the embodiment of the Son of God in Christ. So, Father, would you draw our attention to yourself this morning, that, God, we would see you, we would, Lord, be drawn to repentance, drawn to faith, drawn to renewal, or drawn to fresh faith, Lord, if you would bring Somebody who is lost in their sin to life in Christ this morning. God, we ask that, Lord, your word would be known, that your truth would be understood, and that, God, you would continue to further the mission that you've called your church to. God, we thank you for this offering this morning, that uh, we are not the only church. We are not the only Southern Baptist Church that is calling attention to this ministry and these missionaries and to what you have done in the convention, Lord, and God, I ask you to be Lord with with the Southern Baptist churches at large, that God they would give, and that these monies would be used for your kingdom, that God, the men and women that you have scattered across this globe, you would further prepare them and shroud them, would you protect them, Lord, as many of them are in very dangerous situations, that God you would protect them that, Lord, they would be able to serve those you've called them to. They would be able to bring the gospel of grace to them, that, God, you would give hearts uh, that are receptive. Lord, you you would appoint people that they would be able to rub elbows with and come across and be able to talk to and share Christ with, and that, God, you would bear fruit as it brings you joy to see your children, your people, bear fruit, that, God, you would do so through them. And so, Father, would you use these, would you use these monies that have been uh, set aside and that are being given today, that, God, your kingdom would grow and that, God, you would be glorified on this earth, that every, uh, every mouth, every person, every knee would bow and everyone confess that you are the Lord to your glory and for your name's sake. We pray and ask these things. Amen.
6: this It's here. So that I too may come and worship him. Let me just kind of fast forward to next Sunday, by the way, here. It has no intent on worshiping Jesus. this is what's at the root of all rejection of Jesus Christ as Messiah. If you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Messiah, if you are rejected church, the arrival of Jesus means that the better ruler and the better shepherd has finally come. The better ruler, the better shepherd has finally come. Verse 4, gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. Aaron's troubled. He's got to have some answers. He gets some religious people around him the chief priests and the scribes, and the people who are the chief priests, who are the scribes. The chief priests were a group comprised of the current high priest, the former high priest, and then sort of all of their buddies that they had given lofty positions to within the religious system of Israel. These scribes, these are those who, they were copiers of the law and of the prophets. They were well versed in the law. They were in fact experts of the law to such a degree that later in the New Testament, Jesus will refer to them sometimes as lawyers. Herod calls them, these sort of religious elites, these experts, calls them. Hey guys, we heard the news. These magi from the east showed up. And uh, the king of the Jews has been born. What's going on here? What's going on with this? Where is the Messiah to be born? And they responded, verses 5 and 6. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophets, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 5 mentions once again that Jesus is born in Bethlehem of Judea. Bethlehem, you read of this early in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 35 and verse 19. It was previously called Ephrathah. Jacob buried his wife Rachel there. As you move throughout the rest of the Old Testament you recall that Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, of Ruth was from Bethlehem. Maybe most notably, David, the shepherd king, was from Bethlehem. But not only does the Old Testament tell us of Bethlehem as the house of Boaz, as the city of David, the Old Testament prophecies, they also tell us that the long-awaited ruler would be born in Bethlehem. And so as you're looking at verses 5 and 6, The chief priests and the scribes are there before Herod, and they're quoting from the prophet Micah. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And here's what they're saying in that. God's word says in that, that though Bethlehem be a small little village, small little town, Bethlehem is in no way insignificant. Why? Verse 6. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. In Bethlehem would be born, number one, a ruler. A ruler. And in that language, once again, Matthew is reminding us of what? What's the point of Matthew's gospel? Jesus is the Messiah who came to save his people from their sins. He's the king. He's the ruler we have been waiting for. And as you're contemplating that word ruler there in verse 6, would you just let your mind fall back to the Old Testament for a moment? Let your mind fall back to all of the kings of Israel. And as you think about that group of kings, with very few exceptions, the kings of Israel were a sorry, wicked lot who utterly failed at ruling God's people and leading them in righteousness. Now, to be fair, you get a few exceptions. But by and large, as you're reading 1 and 2 Kings, 1 and 2 Chronicles, those books in particularly, you read these things and one king after the other, and you you just almost pause for a moment, and maybe plop back in your chair, and you just think, or maybe even say out loud, "What a, what a sorry lot they are! They are abject failures at what God has called them to do. They abused their power. They broke God's law. They led the nation to worship false gods. They were corrupt, bloodthirsty, self-centered men. And when you read through." line of kings, and when you read of how the kingly line has become so wicked, there's something in you that says, well, I'll keep reading, maybe the next one will be a little better. I mean, it can't all be this way, right? And you keep reading, and again, almost one after the other, just sorry, scoundrels who cannot get it right. And then you read all the way up to the time of the prophets, and they're prophesying of this coming. Babylonian captivity, the time of the kings is now over. And we're left to wonder, will there ever be a king to come and to lead God's people, to do what the previous kings could not do? When will he arrive? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem in fulfillment He is the one for whom our souls have longed. He will succeed where all the previous kings have failed. King Jesus rules in righteousness. He rules in justice. King Jesus is a gracious and merciful and benevolent king who never abuses his power or his people. King Jesus is perfectly holy and perfectly kept God's law. King Jesus laid himself low for his people to the point of death on a cross. I think it would serve us well, beloved, to think of Jesus not just as a baby in a manger, not just as crucified Savior, Sim. Speaking of the scribes of verse 4, these scribes knew where to find the text about the Savior's birth. And they could put their finger upon the spot in the map where he should be born. And yet they knew not the king. Neither cared to seek him out. May it never be my case to be a master of scriptural geography Prophecy and theology, yet to miss him of who the scripture speaks.
3: It's
6: not. is calm to gather the nations to himself. Oh God, help us as we continue in worship now to take seriously the call upon our lives to make his gospel. Oh God, for your glory and the advancement of his kingdom. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Churches, our elders, and